Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. Here comes William Bendix as the inimitable Chester A. Riley in The Life of Riley. This is episode number 192, and it is entitled The Monkey. It originally aired on March 13th, 1948. New, it's amazing, it's Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Dr. & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> Those who know him best will freely admit that Chester A. Riley is indeed a generous soul. Nothing brings Riley greater pleasure than the act of giving, not sordid things like money but something more precious. Advice. For instance, the other night, Riley had a dinner guest, a young fellow who worked alongside of Riley at the plant, and during coffee, Riley was sounding off. Believe me, Henry, there's nothing like marriage. We've been married 18 years. Greatest investment in the world. Right. Riley, stop dropping ashes on the carpet. When I was a bachelor, if I wanted a good meal, I had to spend at least two bucks in a restaurant, but I was smart. I invested that same two bucks in a marriage license. Now look what I got combination cook, maid, and housekeeper. And a scrub woman in laundry. Yeah, when I go out to shoot pool, she's also a babysitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, marriage is fine for some people. For everybody. Take a tip from me, Henry. Find yourself a nice girl. Get hit. Peg, do we know some old maid who'd make Henry a... Riley. I am married, Mr. Riley. You are? Don't show on your face. Why... You never mentioned it, Henry. Well, the uh, fact is, we're not living together. Really? Peg, you hear that? They're married, but they're not living together. That's a cute arrangement. Oh, right. <laughs> For heaven's sake. Well, I think it's a very... Oh. Oh, you mean you split up? Yeah, Marge is living with her mother. Well, what happened? Well, you see, Marge and me had this big fight. Oh, and... what started the fight? Well, last June we got married. That's what usually starts it. <laughs> Riley, will you stop interrupting? Well, everything was fine for a few months. We both had jobs, but I believe one person working in the family is enough. Oh, I see. She refused to let you quit. <laughs> oh, no. I wanted her to quit, but she wouldn't. We were always having little quarrels about it until one night we had a real big fight. Well, tell us about the big fight. Well, she claimed I didn't love her anymore, and she started to cry, and she said she's through, and she told me to pack up and get out. So I left. Well, that's all very interesting, but tell us about the big fight you had. Well, that was it. Oh, I thought you meant with slogan. <laughs> so you left her, huh? Well, I think you did the right thing. Oh, I don't know. I, I think I was in the wrong. You were, Henry. I'm sure she didn't mean any of it. You think maybe I ought to call her up, Mrs. Riley? Oh, yes. Don't you do it. Let her come to you. But, Riley, maybe... I know what I'm saying from personal experience. Peg and me almost bust, busted up the first year. You separated? Yes, sir. It was a clean break. She handed me her wedding ring, and I handed her the three bucks she paid for it. <laughs> but did I go crawling back? No, sir. I waited till she came to me. Take my advice, Henry. You wait till Marge comes to you. I don't care if it takes ten years. 
Oh, you don't mind if it takes ten years. No, I got patience. <laughs> you really think that's best? Now, Henry. Positive. Well, now that I solved your little problem, Henry, let's celebrate with a round of coke. I'll go get the... Mr. Riley's right. After all, she told me to go. Let her come to me. Henry, before you make up your mind, maybe I better tell you what really happened with us. You know, sometimes Riley forgets things he doesn't want to remember. You mean it wasn't like he said? Well, not exactly. He was... <laughs> well, I'll tell you the whole thing from the beginning. It was just a few weeks before our first anniversary. We had a little two-room apartment in Brooklyn, and this particular Saturday night, we were doing the dishes. I was washing, and Riley was crying. Any more dishes to wipe, Peggy? Oh, that's all right, dear. I'll finish up by myself. You run along to your poker game. Well, I hate to leave you alone like this. Oh, I don't mind. I got some letters to write. I haven't written to Papa in weeks. Oh, when's the old buzzard coming back from Brazil? Oh, yes. You promised you wouldn't talk that way about Papa. Well, I know, but I can't help it. I can't forget how he insulted me when I broke the news we were married. But that's all past Imagine now. offering me $50 to have the marriage or no. Now, your mother's different. She was real sweet about it. She offered me 100 <laughs> Now, you stop, Chester. Now, listen. Papa will be home in a few weeks, and I don't want any fight. Okay, Peggy. Now run along. And remember, you'll be home by 11. You promise? At 11, I promise. And good luck in the poker game. Good night. Uh, thank you. You get me something? Oh, sorry. Here's a chair. Oh, well, I meant to... Uh... Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> Here, here's your 50 cents. <laughs> Try not to lose it all. Thanks. Oh, gee, you're sweet, Peggy. You really trust me. Here, you let me go out all alone on a Saturday night, and how do you know I won't spoil this whole 50 cents on some gorgeous doll? <laughs> oh, listen, Casanova, you talk, big. Oh, yeah, plenty of beautiful girls were crazy about me, and still are, like Lucille Manning. Why, oh, you stop it. If a beautiful girl as much as looked at you, you'd think. That's what you think, Mr. Daddy. When I come face to face with a beautiful dame, I don't think. She thinks. Good night, sweetheart. Well, here's where I leave you, Gillis. So long, Riley. Great little session we had tonight. Yeah, yeah, it was a great game. Why are you so jumpy, Riley? Oh, nothing, nothing. What time is it? Uh, five o'clock. Five o'clock. Holy smoke, I promised Peg I'd be home by 11. So what? You still got six more hours. I mean, 11 last night. Oh, so that's it. Afraid of the ball and chain, huh? Ah, 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 Quite down. You wake her up. Good night, Sonny. Don't let Mama spank too hard. Uh, <laughs> wise guy. Oh, I hope she's asleep. She's asleep. Good. I hope she don't wake up. I'm six hours late. Could tell her my watch is slow. Yeah, that's a good excuse. Huh? Well, you haven't got a watch. <laughs> Come on, those mice. I gotta rent the catches. Oh, it's my shoes. <laughs> I better take them off before I wake Peg. Who's that? Oh, oh, it's you, dear. Oh, 
Yeah, go back to sleep. Why? Why, it's light out. What time is it? Time? Oh, it's about five. Five? Yeah. What in the world did you get up at this hour for? Get up. And, and you're all dressed. Where are you going? Going? I'm just coming. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going uh, uh, to work. That's it. Work. Hi-ho, hi-ho. It's off to work when it's Oh, but Chester, it's Sunday. Yeah, but, well, I, I, I got a special job to do. Oh, that's awful, dear. Why didn't you tell me last night? Well, it, it, uh, it, it, it just came up. I gotta get some sleep. Only seven o'clock. Everything's closed. I gotta sit down and rest a minute. Oh, this feels good. Hello there, Riley. Huh? Who's that? Don't tell me you've forgotten me. Oh, oh, hello, Lucille. What are you doing? Hey, don't lie down on that fender. Oh, excuse me, Lucille. I'm dead tired. Well, hop in. I'll give you a lift. Oh, well, thanks. Where are you going, Riley? No place, Lucille. I've got a whole day to kill. Oh? Well, how about coming with me? The Greenpoint Social Club is giving a picnic. How about it, Riley? Well, no, okay, okay. Same old Riley. Life of the party. Well, that's nice. 
There's not one man I ever heard snore like that. It can't be him. He's working. Mm. Well, I'd better go back to the car and help Honeybee with the glove. I'll set up the grate for the fire. It's a little bent. Oh, I can straighten it out with this rock. Oh, you better get some water for the coffee. What's that? What? Who's hammering like? Oh, it's that dame over there. I can't take a nap without some dame blasting his head off. Hey, you cut the noise. Listen, lady, what's the idea makes you give both hammer and like? Oh, it's that dame over there. I can't take a nap without some dame blasting his head off. Hey, you cut the noise. Listen, lady, what's the idea makes you give Excuse me, I got the wrong lady. Chester Riley, what are you doing here? I thought you had to work today. Well, you, you see, I, I just said so. For, for, you uh, lied to me. You don't love me anymore. Yes, I do, honest. Don't cry. Get away from me. How could you be so mean? Leaving me at home and going to a picnic all by yourself. Oh, no, I didn't come by myself. I came with Lucille. But, Peg, you don't understand. I just let Lucille pick me up. And... Oh, but don't cry, Peggy. Come home. I, I can explain the... I understand the same oh. house with you. If, if we're through, you can pack your things and get out. Okay. If that's the way you want it, I'm sure to. I never want to see you again. Well, don't worry. You won't. I'm leaving for good. I'll show you. I'm going home to my mother. <laughs> in the life of Riley in a moment. Oh, Ken, they're singing the praises of Prell, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo in a handy tube. That's right. Prell's something to sing about for two reasons. First, it's Prell for hair shining with radiance because Prell can't leave a dulling soap film. Prell leaves hair soft and smooth, radiantly lovely. Second, Prell's wonderful for unsightly dandruff. Yes, doctors' examinations proved that Prell removed unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes, and that regular Prell shampoos control it. And Prell rinses out fast, even in hardest water. That Prell tube's something to sing about, too. No waste or spill, no broken bottles. So for hair radiantly lovely, free of unsightly dandruff, join the millions who ask for... Buy Prell Shampoo. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Mrs. Riley is telling the story of the Riley's first marital rift to a young man who's having the same problem. And so that's how Riley and I happened to split up. And Mr. Riley went home to his mother? Yes, and I stayed alone in the flat. We were both pretty stubborn and pretty silly. Neither one of us would make the first move to patch things up. Well, how did you get together again? Well, one day I was sitting home moping when little Jenny watched She was our neighbor's little girl. Well, she came rushing into the house very excited. Mrs. Riley! Mrs. Riley! Oh, Jenny! Well, what's the matter? He's back! He's come back! My husband? No, your father from South America. Oh, Papa. And you should see what he brought you. A little baby monkey. What? A little baby monkey. He's coming up the stairs. Oh, you 
my child. Oh, Papa, I'm so glad you're back. It's good to be back. Let me look at you. You don't look well, Peggy. Those shadows under your eyes. Oh, well, I- I'm all right. Papa, when did you write when you were coming? I wanted to surprise you. Look what I brought you. I remember when you were a little girl, you always wanted a monkey. Oh, he's cute, Papa. Can I play with him, Mrs. Riley? Well, later, Jenny. You run along now, honey. Okay, Mrs. Riley. <laughs> look, Peggy, look, the monkey's going through your purse. <laughs> By the way, where's that big baboon you've got? <laughs> baboon? Your husband. Chester. Well, uh, we're not living together anymore. What? Yes, he left a few months ago. Deserted you, huh? I knew he was that kind. I told you so. Well, you're better off, child. But he didn't desert me. Anyway, I, I'd rather not talk about it, Papa. Peggy, don't tell me you're still in love with that oaf. Me? In love with him? Why, well, I should say not. I'm through with him. For good. Well, now you're showing some sense. Oh, what's the matter with the monkey? Look how he's holding his stomach. Oh, he's just a little off his feed. Sea voyage. You better have a veterinarian to look him over. Oh, I will. Maybe I better take him out in the backyard and give him a little fresh air. Good idea. Come on, out we go. Poor little girl. When I think of what that big lummox. Come in. Excuse me, it's Peggy. Mr. Barker, you're back. Welcome home, Pop. Get out of this house, Riley. But, Pop... Don't pop me or I'll pop you. <laughs> You've got your nerve showing up here. Haven't you made my little girl suffer enough? I know. I shouldn't have stayed away so long. That's why I came to ask her to take me back. Ah, it's too late. She's through with you. For good. She told me so. She couldn't have said that. Not Peg. When we got married, she said we're like Romeo and Juliet. Please, go tell Peg her Juliet has come back to her. <laughs> she doesn't want to have anything to do with you. My lawyer will get in touch with you. There'll be the usual settlement, of course. Settlement? Yes, the alimony. Alimony? Well, you've got your nerve. You expect me to... I ain't taking no alimony. <laughs> I've got my pride. <laughs> oh, what a mess. Without Peg, my life is finished. I might as well say goodbye to this world. Who there, Riley? Can I drop you anywhere? <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine for you. Well, I feel terrible, Digger. My spirit is very low. Spirit? Yeah. That's odd. I've just come from a spiritualist seance. We all sat around the table. The medium placed a box on the table. Then the box rose into the air and moved out of the room by itself. How did they do that? I wish I knew. If I were able to do that, I could lay off six men. (laughs) Why so perturbed, right? Well, me and my wife, we had a misunderstanding. Oh, what a pity. Misunderstandings are the gophers in the garden of love. And like goopers, they dig the ground from under your feet. But here I am talking shop. <laughs> Riley, patch up this rift with your dear self. Well, it's too late. Besides, I got my pride. Nonsense. Plead for forgiveness. Come, I'll drive you there in my vehicle. No, I'll die first. 
In this case, that won't be necessary. Slide in. No, you. If I want to see a lawyer about a divorce, I'm afraid you haven't got an airtight case, and I know an airtight case when I see one. <laughs> but Riley, I implore you, don't give up the ship of matrimony. Pour connubial kerosene on the flame of your love. Go. <laughs> okay, I'll give her one more chance. Now you're talking sense, and I'm so proud. You're the third person I've straightened out today. Well, uh, well, thanks, Digger. But you're the only one who said thanks. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Yes, he'll be fine, but he needs a special diet. Oh, sure, he's still a little baby. Well, run along now, will you, honey? Bye, Mrs. Riley. Goodbye, dear. Oh, hello. Oh, hello, Jenny. You been away, Mr. Riley? Yeah, I was just... Yeah, listen, Jenny, is Mrs. Riley upstairs? Yes, she's there. The doctor's there, too. Doctor? What doctor? Didn't you know? She had to call a doctor on account of a little baby. Baby? Don't you look out, young man. I'm sorry. I'm in a hurry. You knocked my bag out of my yeah, hand. I'm sorry. I'll... Here, here. Here's your bag. Bag? You must be the doctor. Yes, I am. Oh, I'm Riley. Is everything okay? Oh, no, no. Don't worry. Everything is all right. Oh, thank heaven. And how's the little... Fine. He's the cutest little monkey I ever saw. <laughs> he. It's a he. I always wanted a he. How much did he weigh? Oh, about seven pounds. Fine specimen. Oh, that's wonderful. i got to see my wife. Uh, just a minute, Mr. Riley. Yeah? You can save me a trip to the drugstore. Oh, sure. I'll go right away. Here, a list of supplies you'll need. Supplies? Yes. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Bottles, nipples, absorbent cotton, small blanket. Oh, this is going to be fun. Evaporated milk, five pounds of peanuts. <laughs> Four dozen bananas? Yes, uh, for his diet. Boy, he must be some specimen. <laughs> uh, uh, Doc, yes. this next item must be a mistake. A box of flea powder? <laughs> yes, naturally, to stop him from scratching. Scratching? <laughs> well, after all, there's a lot of hair on his chest. <laughs> Just like me! Oh, I wouldn't say he was just like us. Well, uh, maybe you're right. Uh, get those things immediately. Yes, sir. Right away. Uh, thanks for everything, Doc. Thanks. Well, good night. Good night, Doc. Oh, I'm a father. I, I, I can't believe it yet. Hey, hey Gillis. Gillis, come here. Riley, what are you doing here? You packed things up with bags? Gillis, congratulate me. I just gave birth to a son. Honey? 
But I, I mean... I did? You're kidding. No, I missed the doctor's list. But I didn't know. I seen her yesterday. She didn't say she was... Well, I didn't know either. She kept it a secret. And she caught her. <laughs> I'll say she is. Hey, this calls for a celebration. Well, you betcha. I'm a father. Here, have a puff off of my cigar. What is it, a he or a she? It's a he, of course. I wouldn't have no she. Oh, he's a fine specimen. Can I have a look at him? Well, sure. Come on. I ain't seen him myself yet. Now, now, now we've got to be quiet, you know. Tiptoe. Peg. Peggy, sweetheart. Peggy, honey. Oh, little mother. Wait. There's my son in that basket. Holy smoke. Riley, that's he. He looks. in just a moment. For truly radiant hair, it's Prell, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. This is Carl Van Nusrat of El Paso, Texas, right? Since using Prell, I've had so many compliments on how lovely my hair looks, I never fail to recommend it to all my friends. My motto is, try Prell once, you'll use Prell always. Yes, one trial will prove that Prell's wonderful for two reasons. Removes unsightly dandruff quickly. Leaves hair radiant. You'll sing about... Well, here's the coke. Help yourself, Henry. Thanks. Now, uh, where was I? Oh, oh yeah, I, I was telling you how Peg and me split up. Well, did I go crawling back to her nose? Riley, I... Uh, I... Told Henry the story. Oh. Uh, everything? Even about the little... Even about the little... Oh, there you go again, Peg. That's the second time you made a monkey out of me. <laughs> Dr. and Gamble invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Reuben Schiff and Alan Lipscott. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Bigger Odell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. Only Riley would believe that a monkey was his baby. That's all I have to say about that.
Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Friday for the next episode of The Life of Riley and check in on Monday for the next installment of The Aldrich Family. Until next time, in the words of Virginia Woolf, If you do not tell the truth about yourself, you cannot tell it about other people.